Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hi, this is Michael Uslan. You're listening to Batman on Film. I'm vengeance. I have given a name to my pain. Welcome to episode number 92 of the Batman on Film Social Hour. I am the founder of Batman on Film, Bill Ramey. Did you know I founded, I was, I'm the founder of Batman on Film, Pete Barrow, senior BOF contributor. I thought that it was some guy on a blogger. On a blog, oh, no, like old blogger? Yeah, um, I thought it was one of those Platform? Guys. Yeah. There's been many, there's been many a, a, um, a wannabe. There's only one Batman on film, sir. There's so there's been a there's been a clay face or two. Sure, sure. <laughs> Speaking of which, so let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yankees play today, right? Yeah. Four uh, you told me that they're playing at four p. I went and looked. Four p.m. Eastern, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So is this like is this the um, Rubber game. This is the the this last is, game this of the is series. El- elimination. Okay. This is elimination. All right. So, um, number one, how how you feeling about it? Uh, I'm nervous as all hell. Okay. Understandable. I get it. I'm a sports fan. And so, where will you be watching this game? Do you go to sports uh, bar prob- or that? I will be. I'll or? probably be watching it at work on my computer. Oh. You're gonna be working during that. I so work. Well. Yeah, I work uh, as Ryan Lauer calls it, second shift. Okay. I say I work nights. <laughs> okay. Or we call it evenings. You work evenings, right? Night mm-hmm. graveyard. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. Well, you should have had the case of the Yankee flu today. I thought about it, but um, this will it, it's t- it's just it'll kind of keep my emotions in check. You know, okay. I, you know, I'll, I, I'll have to be a little bit more contained, which is probably a good thing. 
because usually I uh, I scream and yell a lot in October. You know, okay. Games in June, I just kind of you know I watch and I process it, but in in October things are a little bit different. Um, things are it's higher stakes, obviously. Sure. So. Okay, just want to get that in. Um, so, this would be considered an old school kind of sort of emergency show when some news breaks that seems worthy of firing up the the mic and doing a short podcast to discuss well this is one of those moments because yesterday the Hollywood reporter dropped a story it was boris kitt is the the uh author behind that this piece if i'm not mistaken as reliable as it gets yes and uh talks about what the plan is oh the plan what the plan is i guess so to speak the reset of dc on film yet another reset now i'll be honest the only thing i only thing i'm vested in and have any real interest in honestly is the batman stuff from matt reeves and Mm -hmm. of course robert pattinson and colin farrell and the rest of the gang that i'm completely vested in that is the focus of batman on film the website however um when it comes to the other dc stuff i'm just at the point where it's like okay if it happens it happens and if i like it i like it if i don't i don't and i'm not gonna lose any sleep over anything anymore so yeah there's stuff i mean like i really liked peacemaker i liked uh the suicide squad from james gunn i'm looking forward to anything James Gunn does DC for Warner Brothers but like Cavill being back as Superman if they finally I mean finally I beat the drum on that to where I'm not gonna beat it anymore about a Man of Steel 2 uh, some sort of you know soft it's crazy it's been it's gonna be like 10 years it's over it's gonna be over 10 years you know to get oh, a sequel for sure it'll be over 10 years by the time they get it up and running yeah but you know, I'm like, if took them ten if years to happens, announce it. <laughs> that happens. That hap- If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, I'll just let you to talk about all the other DC stuff real quick before we get into the Batman universe. Just give a recap and your thoughts on what was said in the THR. Um, yeah, article. I mean, s- similar to you. I mean, the Batman is my priority. I am a Batman first fan, right? You know, he is. My, uh, my bread and butter, he's my favorite fictional character of all time. So, you know, Matt Reeves' universe is the, uh, is the crown jewel and uh, everything else is just the icing on the cake. But, you know, like you said, Man of Steel 2, uh, James Gunn has got a secret project in the works. Uh, Wonder Woman 3, they've announced that they are working on a, a script for Flash 2 as well, which I found interesting considering everything that goes on with that movie and uh, the news that dropped about Ezra yesterday as well. So, you know, and you know that dude's gonna get he's gonna get that well i'll say that dude that character is gonna get recast i mean that's yeah i mean so obvious i have no attachment to ezra miller no to be honest with you it's yeah uh barry allen the flash is my first priority whoever plays him uh is you know it is what it is um so it's it was all good news it was positive news i enjoyed it um it gets me excited i did read that article i did get pumped up but i can't lie this isn't the first time that Warner Brothers in DC has went to a trade, uh, told me what they had plans for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people didn't like the last time they announced their plans and claimed there weren't any plans. But 
you know, we've got to, we can't get that excited because, you know, some of these things are going to happen and some of them aren't. Yeah. You know, like if, if the flash is successful, that movie, I believe will happen. Uh, we know Wonder Woman three is going to happen. I'm, you know, uh, man of steel two. We have to see if that's ever going to happen. Like, you know, uh, whatever Cavill has, maybe they can't come to an agreement. I don't know. Um, but it's in the early stages. They mentioned, they did mention Roven would produce it. Um, he was a producer of man of steel. Uh, so, you know, we, we've been here before, you know, they've announced things. We've gotten excited and we, you know, we've only gotten a few of them. So it's, it's all wait and see still, but I, I appreciate being in the know. I appreciate, you know, all the information and, it's it's all good news uh, on my end. I'm very happy, um, but the Batman is the priority, and like I said, everything else is just the icing on the cake. My take, real quick, is um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Flash, if and how the Flash changes anything, because that's what it was supposed to do. And apparently, from what I'm told, the they're not altering the way it ends which um i'll just leave it at that they're not so that that'll be interesting to see what they do with that and i will hope that that if cavill returns that they do indeed do a man of steel 2 i'd like it to be some sort of reboot i mean i mean would amy adams come back i mean i mean things like that um some of the supporting cast who knows I kind of get the feeling that this is a Halloween 2018 scenario where it's a sequel to Man of Steel and there's a there's a possibility because we don't know what's going to happen after Flash but they ignore the events that have happened after Man of Steel and just do a direct sequel to that movie. Yeah. You know, I I feel like Halloween 2018 paved the way for that type of storytelling uh because that movie was well, very explain successful. what you mean. Well, Halloween 2018 is a sequel to Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween movie, the original Halloween. Yeah. It ignores basically three other timelines that have spawned out of that movie yeah. and okay. a reboot Got you. series. So I think that they can just, and you've said it in the past and many others, Man of Steel teed up perfectly yeah. Man of Steel 2 with Welcome to the Planet and The Smile. Yeah. And... I think that the creative team that ever, you know, takes this project on can do that. I think they can just make a sequel to Man of Steel. Yeah. Ignoring the events of BVS, Justice League, Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice League. Yeah. And, you know, they can take it from the reboot the reboot of the franchise of The Flash and go forward. I would say you do that that way, not because I do not like BVS uh, and that that period of DC on film, but because it really frees up um, the free, the filmmaker. Uh, he's not beholden to really anything other than Superman's origin, stone. you know? Yeah. And which again, and you're right, I've said it heated up perfectly and they, I thought they've, I've said for years, they dropped the ball by doing BBS and not making a proper sequel to to man of steel proper superman sequel and i don't think this will be confusing for fans or the general audience because we've seen timelines change in other franchises like x-men you've now seen legacy castings happen all over the mcu where characters have come back uh so i I feel like this is all par for the course yeah i mean my gosh how many times that they've tried to 
do something with the Terminator franchise. That's that's another one too. That one hasn't been as successful yeah. as others, but you know, you're just jumping around from timelines to timelines. And you know, as a as a real big comic book fan, you you should be used to continuity meaning nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just exactly take the story for what it is. If they say it's a sequel to this, great. If it includes that stuff, fine. Like for me, it doesn't really matter as long as I'm seated for a good film from start to finish. I I don't really care what comes, you know, before or after. I'll, I'll judge that for what it is because... I, I'll say this, and this is not controversial, and it shouldn't be taken that way, but I will say, I mean, I'm just in response to what Dwayne Johnson said about the former regime at Warner Brothers not wanting to do Superman with Cavill, um, but that's... that. There's a new regime there now. I, I get it. I, I get their apprehension from a business standpoint because he would, uh, and it's a lot of their own doing because they didn't, they because they made BVS and not Man of, uh, Man of Steel 2. But I mean, uh, that iteration of Superman just didn't resonate with the general audience. And even Man of Steel underperformed. And I say that as someone who borderline loves Man of Steel. I, I defended Man of Steel when it came out, you know, there are a lot of people who were bitching about Man of Steel in 2013 yeah. when it came out. And I de defended the film and I defended the um, the creative and narrative decisions that that they made. So um, but I get why they were apprehensive of going back to something that wasn't successful before. Uh, yeah. It made sense to me as much as I loved Cavill and yeah. the role, you know, I understood it from, you know, a financial standpoint, a business standpoint, you know, I mean, to be honest, I would have taken Brandon Routh back as Superman in a different sure. franchise. And eventually you get that in the CW, but like, yeah, it's, you know, it just didn't hit like it, that version of Superman didn't hit and it, it, it's a bummer. And, you know, hopefully the next the next iteration does, whether it's Cavill or not, you know, and it yeah. seems to be Cavill. Well, I, I hope it does well. I hope they find a filmmaker who really has a strong, um, someone like Matt Reeves, who has such a uh, love for Batman and appreciation for Bat the Batman mythos, Batman history. And maybe comic uh, books, and, and maybe you know, it's something with Superman that way. I know. I remember yeah. the rumors that McCreary, mm -hmm. after he and Cavill did that Mission Impossible film, uh, reached out, and their their pitch was rejected. But yeah, maybe they can get about a to second say, chance for that. I was about to say he. I think he was, and that might have been more with they just didn't want to go with Cavill because we know that you know at the time mm -hmm. than his pitch. But that's what I hope. I hope for. I just hope it's not just him showing up in cameos in various DC yeah. films. I, I wouldn't want Superman to kind of turn into the Hulk, you know, yeah. over at Marvel. It seems like the sure. Hulk just pops in other people's movies and shows now. And, uh, you know, I think that's a character like Superman that deserves uh, a live action solo film. Okay. Another so let's get, let's get to the, what really matters here at Batman on film. And that is Matt Reeves, the Batman universe. And part of the, article was the this following blurb you know, they go through all the stuff that pete talked about there regarding the other dc uh dc on film stuff 
then it's then it says meanwhile in gotham city filmmaker reeves matt reeves is quietly making his own expansion plans reeves is developing a sequel to his the batman which grossed respectable 770.8 million worldwide when it was released back in march already a series spinoff focusing on colin farrell's penguin is on the on its way to filming next year so we know that the penguin is about ready to roll here in the next yes. few months and it, yes, it is. sounds um to quote colin farrell talking about it it's tasty tasty he said which is good yeah. i want to eat some penguin yes <laughs> um can you eat a penguin god i hope not i wonder That's what it. penguin tastes like i don't have i don't want to know i don't want to, now you got that in my head i don't want to think about it uh they're too nice of characters i mean characters too nice of so, animals, so are deer apparently. but people love yeah. venison i do not i will i'm not a deer fan all right uh so we know the penguin's coming but reeves is plotting more forrest kit writes the filmmaker is meeting with writers and directors to build out movies yes movies not just series which we've heard before we've heard there's been scuttlebutt about maybe a Catwoman movie you know some or some other spinoff movie uh from the batman universe focused on batman's rogues gallery both established and more obscure with characters ranging from the scarecrow to Clayface to professor pig all those projects are in the very early stages of gestation so i found that quite interesting i, I found it quite i'm very excited for that i mean expand this mf and have a you know the batman universe make it big mm -hmm. as you want it to be uh i had been hearing rumblings about clayface before if you did not know that pete that maybe they were interested in doing the original incarnation of some a take on the original version of clayface the mm -hmm. basil carlo um failed actor disgraced actor master of the skies who also kills people going mm -hmm. some along those lines and that would fit in the batman universe um so no mud I, monster huh no mud monster and it's interesting to see uh scarecrow and mentioned and and professor pig which is ironic that because i just i just did an episode of the last episode of uh Batmanimation on Batman on Film, that podcast we talked about the first episode of Beware the Batman where oh, what a great show. Grant Morrison's uh Professor Pig creation from the comics was incorporated into that series. So um what do you think? I I think um I'm really excited for to hear the words the names Clayface and Professor Pig, being that we've never seen them on film, Professor Pig made an appearance on Batwoman recently, season three. We've seen the Scarecrow in the Nolanverse. Um, Clayface is very interesting. I think he would fit in really well in what Reeves is doing. I grew up myself on the Matt Hagen version of Clayface, which was the Mud Monster, but that had elements of the Basil Carlo um, iteration as well, as Matt Hagen was a failed actor who tried to preserve his, his good looks and it backfired. Um, I think this character could really cause some havoc in this universe. You know, a, a, you know, a, a guy who can disguise himself and look like other people and change his appearance can go out and commit a bunch of crimes and murders. And I can see why that would cause confusion. Mm -hmm. I can see why someone 
like the penguin might be interested in hiring that man for his uh, abilities and expertise yeah. you know like it makes sense having a uh you know a a thug on your payroll who can change who he looks mm-hmm. you, know, you can get away with a lot of bad stuff there it, it, there's a lot of interesting things that can go on there um scarecrow is interesting i don't know what they would do with scarecrow uh what how they would play it out we've heard we've heard this arkham show was a thing at one point Uh, i don't know if they want to put the scarecrow back in arkham that may remind too many people of nolan and uh, a lot of people complain about that already uh you know but it's just exciting to see this world expand it's exciting to hear new names professor pig could add a very interesting horror element to this franchise matt reeves does have a history of horror movies under his belt you know uh, he's 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 a, he's a whacked out dude who kills people in a pig mask like yeah you know, it, it's it's very creepy uh you know it and uh, we know you know the batman does take place around halloween so who knows how that would factor in it, it could be it could be a a trend within those movies I don't uh, know how you all positive would, news. I, yeah, I would say I would. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I'm not a creator. That's why I say fans, you just fa- you you stay over here and you just keep you know keep fanning, and let creatives create. I, yeah. I, I go like, how do you do a whole movie a, around you know the the Basil Car? I mean, you probably could. You could make it a, a serial killer thriller some of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see that's I'm I'm not going to try to create because I'm not just murder you can, a murder mystery murder mystery be a murder mystery. Um, I, I, what could you do with a scarecrow as you know of of you know as a movie revolve around him Professor Pig? I mean, there's all sorts. I you know, I guess, and they're probably I would say also just spitballing ideas like okay, let's take a look. What could we do with Let's say Professor Pig or, you know, Scarecrow, which is an established character. Professor Pig isn't. Clayface. I mean, whoever they, you know, uh, Hush. I mean, it sounds like post-Batman, they were talking, well, do we want to do Penguin series? Do we want to do Catwoman series? Yeah. You know, it was one or the other, and they picked one and they moved forward with it. So that, to me, that's kind of what they're doing. I will say, yeah, I will say that I think the fact that... um, Zoe Kravitz, her Selena Kyle Catwoman, is, leaves Gotham at the end of the Batman, is a you know to go to Bloodhaven. She mentions mm-hmm. uh, if she ended up going there, but I mean that would be pretty kind of cool because it would fit you know with Batman comics. But you know um, there's a story about her to be told before she ends up coming back to Gotham, and maybe we see her you know down the line in another yeah, Batman. She does film. not have to be in the next movie. Yeah. 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 Cause you know, look, think about it. In the Batman, we got, I mean, you got Joker, you got Catwoman, you got the Riddler, uh, you got the Penguin, you know? And yeah, I, maybe he's telling us everything we need to know. He, he, you know, Reeves has a tendency to do that in ways that you don't really know he's giving you all the answers. I mean, he was taking pictures of Batman 66 mannequins yeah. and we just thought he was fanning out. Meanwhile, yeah those three characters were all in the movie yes they were so um i you know the arkham series is a great way to introduce characters villains particularly and others who could uh, i mean hugo strange could be at in the arkham series 
you know, and then we end up seeing him. I think it'd be pretty cool to see Hugo Strange, Scarecrow, and Professor Pig all just wreaking havoc within the patients of Arkham Asylum. You know, you got three just maniacal people just wreaking havoc. That could be interesting. I don't know. Just again, I'm just a fan throwing out horrible fan theories. I don't know if we've had, and you can correct me, but I'm older than you. I don't remember. I don't remember if we've had a comic book character who's been, of course, we've had them, you know, we've had comic book movies now since basically Superman 78 started, Mm -hmm. really started the modern era of that. Um, But to build a whole universe of, of TV or streaming series, whatever, however you want to call it, cable, um, HBO, HBO Max, and film around one character like Batman. I think Batman's the one that that can that can do it. I think if all of them, that one, Batman is the one because he's got the the greatest rogues gallery. He's got a great supporting cast, and you know, I'm all for it. The more fleshed out they make the Batman universe, that and I feel like happy, more than not, I'll Batman's be. villains are grounded. It's not. You don't need a whole lot of special effects and usually sometimes tv you know the budgets are restricted but these streaming shows seem to have unlimited budgets sometimes you know like i believe that lord of the Rings show is pretty crazy expensive so it, it all depends on what they want to make but um i mean just again i'm excited everything sounds great uh, but i know not all of this is going to be made too yeah yeah i would say i would caution to say just because Scarecrow was mentioned or Clayface was mentioned and Professor Pig doesn't mean we're getting a Clayface movie. We're getting a no. Professor Pig movie. It means, like I said, they're, there's probably, I'm sure, I'm almost 100% positive that they're kicking around other villains, Batman villains as well. You know, I mean, uh, Reeves what, could watch a movie and get inspired, you know, like, what was it, the, the third man? that he watched that kind of helped him inspire the Batman. Like he could wake up tomorrow and something else could inspire him and he could have a brand new idea. Yeah. You know, like yeah. It, it could change. I'm sure it's, that's why it's in development. He's developing his story and his plan and this universe. And you know, who, who knows what can happen tomorrow, but this is just, you know, just enjoy it while it lasts. Cause who knows what negative thing will come out. It also, it's nice to know that the actors he has cast who are involved with this are really passionate about the Batman universe and, and doing more. I mean, I mean, Robert Pattinson nerds out every time he talks about Batman and the future. And it's like, you know, he's said, basically, I'll play Batman as long as, as Reeves makes the movies. And uh, like, watch Colin Farrell talk about the penguin. Yeah. You know, playing the penguin in the Batman and uh, him talking about the, the TV series or the, yeah, the penguin TV series that's coming. He's that's just why he's so excited for the series. Cause he says yeah. he didn't get enough. He, he did not have enough screen time in the movie. He just, yeah. he, he loves the, he loved playing the character so much. He wanted more and you know, he's going to get an extra, at least eight hours for us. Yeah. So uh, I will say this was a positive for fans of DC, uh, let's hope that 
things turn out better than they've had every time they, we've had a, a, a reset previously. Uh, we've had, look, there's, it's not like DC on film has been an epic failure. It has not done, it, it never had a universe like they built with the MCU. And that, that I'm not gonna get on the tangent about the different, and nor should they. They should have, that never should have been the goal. DC, the DC universe and Marvel universe are very different historically. They should have been, they should be treated that such as such with whatever medium, whether it's comic book film, whatever. And it's not like, like I said, that they haven't had, it hasn't been just a complete mess. I mean, you've had Joker, you've had some, you had, you know, Aquaman, you've had Wonder Woman was a success. The Batman was a success. Uh, uh, the Suicide Squad didn't do awesome at the box office. And that was because of, it came out the tell it, the tell in the tell in of COVID and the fact that Warner Brothers released all those films same day on HBO Max is going into the theater, and but it it is become kind of a cult classic type thing. People found it on HBO Max. People found it on home video. The Peacemaker was a huge hit for HBO Max. So it's not like they can't make good DC movies when they do it the right way, you know? I agree. I mean, th there have been some misses, but there have been some hits. I mean, that's that seems to be what the movie business is. Every studio has hits and misses, yeah. so... You get you know, a, I, like I said, get a filmmaker who has a passion and a vision for the character and let him do his thing, you know? It, it, it tends to pay off more times than not. Yeah. No, I agree. I, and I, I'll, and I will defend that, even if it's something I'd end up not liking. I'd rather that than producer-driven, cookie-cutter type um, movies that have to fit into this way bigger narrative and story across yeah. different characters. I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes money talks and, you know, like they yeah. say about the NFL, it's a copycat league. It, Hollywood is a copycat business, you know. Yeah. Everyone seems to have a superhero franchise. You know, whenever they make yeah. movies about the end of the world, three studios do it. So yeah, for sure, it's, for sure, it is what it is. But you know, All just right. go there, enjoy it. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and you know, as long as they keep making them. Yeah. It, you know, it, we we shouldn't complain until this this genre goes the way of the western. That's that's all we should complain about, to be honest. Um, and that's really kind of like my only concern. I don't want DC to finally get it all together and then no one care about superhero movies because that would be the ultimate bummer because i do think they have the better overall group of characters and it would be a shame for them to finally you know get this thing right to ship and have no one care about the genre anymore because you know you don't see westerns anymore uh, they're few and far between these days okay so speaking of dc having a better group of characters mm -hmm. Aquaman. What is this Aquaman versus Namor, the Submariner thing going uh, on here? I, we uh, on Stranded Gotham podcast that I co-host with uh, the champion of Long Island, Eric Holzman. We were mm -hmm. just talking about uh, Namor's, uh, uh, let's say, debut in the MCU, and uh, I might have misspoke. I, 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 and the internet did what it did. It called me a jackass uh, because <laughs> oh. I said something. So I appreciate everyone who wants to take shots at me and isn't brave enough to have their own podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I might have, I, I probably said, I, I mean, I, I did say that Namor was just as popular as Aquaman. Um, it felt that way for me growing up, uh, mostly because of uh, my time at the Kendall Park roller rink and the, uh, the Spider-Man arcade game. Namor was the most popular <laughs> character at the time, and no one was ever talking about Aquaman. And, you know, during the 90s, I thought that uh, Namor was definitely... It felt that Namor was definitely the cooler version of the water-based superheroes. So uh, I went on my podcast, I talked about some things, and nobody agreed with me, and, you know, the rest is I will history. say, his, just historically, and with the general audience, I would say Aquaman is more well-known. Now, I'm not going to get into which character, just the characterization is more cool. I think there's been some cool characterizations of Aquaman in the comics. Oh, definitely. Peter David stands out. I mean, yeah, Momoa I was about to mention totally... Peter David. I liked it when he had that hook. Yep. You know? I think that happened in issue two of Peter, Peter David's run. Um, you know, and... Momoa has changed the perception of Aquaman yes. completely. I mean, before Momoa, he was a running gag on Robot Chicken. But again, he was featured on Robot Chicken. Aquaman's been around for a while. He's had his own animated show. Uh, Namor's appeared on the F Fantastic Four animated show. He's appeared in some video games, and now he's you know he's going to probably take off like Groot because of the brand. I know, branding. I know who Namor was. I know who the Submariner was. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think like I could show that to announcer Rachel. Like who's this? She'd have no no idea who that is. I think if you show the picture, they go, oh, that's, my, that's Mr. Spock from freaking Star Trek. That's fair but, enough. I, I was basing it off of personal experience of, yeah. amongst kids my age who are not comic book readers, but just children growing up. That's that's That was my personal experience off of it. But uh, let me know, ask whatever. you this. Okay. I will I say. I got thick skin, so come at me, guys. I, I will say, <laughs> since, since we get so much that Marvel did this, MCU did this before DC... We, we can say, okay, besides the fact that I don't care what you say about Iron Man. No, Marvel does not, and this is not, I'm not trying to shit on Marvel, okay? I'm not, so don't think that. But Marvel does not have a Batman, which is probably, unless you want to count, you know, suit Spider-Man is up there. I'm talking about an iconic, beloved character amongst the mainstream. I think you would, if, if I said there were two, it would be Batman, Spider-Man, but they don't have a character like Batman. They can never take, they would never take, um, they wouldn't do the Iron Man or Marvel, Disney, like we did the Batman, have it be its own standalone thing. So, and that, anyway, that's a horrible thing for Iron Man fans, in my opinion. Yes. And also we can say that DC did the King of Atlantis first on screen and was a huge success and now we get the marvel version of essentially well, this almost they're almost like they're he's not actually from atlantis in in the movie Atlant yeah he's from, what, okay so they've the changed that for the film right and this isn't the first time that marvel has done this they changed captain marvel eric colesman's favorite movie to differentiate it from green lantern um, and, you know, I also think that, uh, you know, they did Civil War to react to BVS. Like, I, I feel like they, they react a lot to each other and uh, who did what first. So but he's, it, it's uh, interesting. He's still going to end up being like Aquaman to a certain extent. 
I think Namor can fly and shit, can he? Namor, yeah, uh, he, Namor is more of a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's more of a jerk uh, than Aquaman. Aquaman is definitely, um, uh, uh, I'm, he's more of like a beloved king, where uh, whereas Namor is kind of more of a feared king, I guess. Yeah. Not by his people, but by the rest of the world. You know, Namor looks out for Atlantis first, and that's all that matters to him. And he's also got a he's also got a soft spot for Sue Storm, so he's trying to steal other guys' wives. He's not exactly the most wholesome person, um, you know. And let's, he's kind of a badass. I mean, Namor's a badass. He always was, in my opinion. I I'm gonna say, and the Submariner is a, is a really cool name. I, I gotta admit, I love that name. Yes, the Submariner. Um, lest we forget, though, the greatest incarnation of king of atlantis is dc and it's from batman the brave and the bold it's just outrageous <laughs> outrageous. Uh, outrageous if you haven't seen the aquaman song of heroism from batman the brave and the bold you're doing you're doing that's yourself a, that's injustice. a james tucker joint. he produced that didn't he yeah well, he, he directed did. it he did all right brilliant so, man, that james tucker that will do it for this episode of the batman on film social hour and pete do what you do best. Plug. Uh, you Roll can follow up. me on. <laughs> you could follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's platform favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one. That's news based podcast that I co-host with the champion of Long Island, Eric Holzman at Straight underscore O underscore G. That's Straight Out of Gotham. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining both if you like what goes on in BOF. You're going to like what we do as well. Uh, you can check out podcast number two. The Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. I co-host that with Wrigley Field's finest, Nicholas and Nico Caruso. Just a couple of guys talking Spider-Man. Both ep both shows have episodes that have dropped this weekend, so please check them out. Uh, check out at Team Yellow Oval as we celebrate the return of Michael Keaton in The Flash and The Oval. It's a great time. Todd McFarlane's making a bunch of toys from that movie, and uh, we're all going to go Keaton crazy, so ovals are going to take over the world. Um, I'm always on uh, monthly. I'm on Ryan Lauer's The Batman Book Club. Make sure you check that out uh, as I as uh, Lauer and I review every Batman title from the month. Uh, so that's a daunting task, but we do it. I've got uh, tons of content on BatmanOnFilm.com and Batman on Film YouTube, from toy reviews to comic book reviews to interviews with Michael Usland, Tara Strong, and others. Uh, so uh, I'm all over the place, all over the internet. And, uh, you know, I'd love for everyone to chime in on the Aquaman Namor debate because what good is the internet if we're not argue arguing with each other? <laughs> what, I know the answer to this, what new addition to your Batman collection have you recently obtained? Well, besides this. Man Bat, I've seen Man that. Man Bat, okay, I've gotten this, this amazing Batman the Animated Series yeah. 30th anniversary piece from McFarlane Toys. Um, which mimics the open uh, the end of the opening sequence with lights. And I got to tell you, if you guys haven't spent the forty to fifty dollars on this thing, it's absolutely amazing. Um, it's got an on-off switch. It's got a try me switch so you don't burn out the batteries. It, it, it's it's really stunning. Yeah, I it's I love it more than the Batman Year Two piece that he put out. It's it's what very is, impressive. Does it make a thunder sound? It doesn't make what? any thunder sounds. It just lights up. But I mean. Okay. I mean, come on, like that's pretty impressive. <laughs> you know, the base. Oh, is it looks cool. cool. I'd have McFarlane. I had the McFarlane, just the the action figure. 
there's no yeah. difference in that, is there? Then uh, there is. Do. There's some the, 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 there's some blue highlights, like uh, kind of like a comic book. You know how yeah. the, they they use the blue accent. It's so there's a little bit of a paint difference from the figure they sold solo. And yeah. uh, for me personally, I passed on that figure because I bought the DC collectible version uh, years ago of of Batman the animated series. So and then McFarlane made a Neil Adams version of this Batman style. So I had the yellow and light blue Batman. So mm -hmm. when I saw the opportunity to buy this version with okay. the with the display piece, it made sense. You know, I I'm got, sure somebody like Javi has like four of these. I, it hasn't came in. I got the new Funko Pop Batman. It's, it's kind of similar to that. It's mm -hmm. on a it's on a gargoyle and it lights up and makes i think it makes a thunder sound i haven't received it yet but that's been in my cart i've been debating actually buying it though yeah i picked <laughs> yeah. that up i won't All try right. so for me for batman on film uh all these shows all you know, the ones that pete mentioned this show all the shows at Batman on Film uh, are part of the Batman Podcast Network. You can just go to Batman on Film proper, the website. You'll find the logo or the podcast drop-down box. You can check out those shows there, so please do so. If you want to support Batman on Film, go to patreon.com slash Batman on Film, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Batman on Film. And if you'd like to advertise on BOF, advertisecast.com, A-D-B-E-R-T-I-S-E-C-A-S-T.com slash Batman on Film. And announcer Rachel will have some more plugs. That's all I got. Pete, thanks for jumping on this morning. Good luck to the Yankees. I'm actually going to turn that on since it's three o'clock in the afternoon, so nothing else on. And I'll watch. I it. will. Uh, I will be taking shots of Pepto hourly. <laughs> all right. Because of all the heartburn. Just uh, we just don't want the the uh, the garbage can bangers. I tell you, Man, if yeah. it ends up being a Houston and Philadelphia World Series, I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'll have to root for the Phillies, I guess. <laughs> I don't really want to. It's a little too close to home for me. You're in different uh, leagues, right? You're, that's ALNL. Phil, uh, Philadelphia is Philadelphia kind of takes over South New Jersey is an interesting state. Um, you've got it's 50-50 Philadelphia and yeah. New York. You know, yeah. it's 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 unlike any other state in the country, to be honest with you. It's got a bit of an identity complex when it comes to sports. I got it. I got you. All right. So, now it's the Rachel. Take us out. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the BOF Social Hour, Jet's official vlog and podcast on Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter, at Batman on Film. Follow the BOF newsfeed on Twitter, at the Batman on Film. For Jet and everyone at BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Authoritative, definitive, the original, Batman on film, established in 1998.